If you can and will, let's stand together for the reading of God's Word found in Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 1. God is good. All the time. All the time. It says, Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may rejoice long life on earth. Fathers, do not aspirate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for your word here in Ephesians. Dear Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be a father, for the opportunity, dear Lord, to be a person that is able to bring and help to bring into this world child. But help us today, dear Lord, to realize that we do have responsibilities. There is things, dear Lord, that we need to have in our life to be able to mold and shape our children. Bless us through this time. In your sweet name we pray. Amen. Bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. When I say fathers, what comes to your mind? Well, there is some things that dads are just supposed to be responsible for. One of those I did for years, and for this year, Sheila's doing a lot of it. But most dads are the ones that mows the grass, right? To make sure everything outside uh, looks good. Most fathers are the ones that are in charge to remind everybody, get your oil changed, right? And this is how you get your oil changed. This is how, how you teach your children how to change a, a flat tire, those type of things. Heather remembers this. I'm sure she does. From when I was a social worker and she started dating, one great thing about being a social worker is I know just about everybody in Metcalf County, you see. And I know just about everybody's sons that they have. And when Heather got ready to go out on a date, guess what she had to do? She had to tell me their names. And she knew by the look on my face, as soon as she said that name if it was going to be all right for her to go out with that young boy, whoever that may be. I'm sure she wished that her dad had chose a different occupation uh, along the line as well. Dads are supposed to be the ones that make sure that their family has a good home to live in, a safe home to live in, and they are taken care of. Fathers have a big responsibility. And in this world that we live in today, I believe that we not only need fathers who are providing all of those things, But we also need Christian fathers, don't we? We need fathers that say that I'm going to do my very best to bring up my child in a way that is pleasing to God. Because today we have a lot of outside influences that want to destroy your children, don't they? They can get to them in many different ways. I remember when I was a young boy... All we had to do to keep the bad people away, you know all we had to do? Is we had to lock the door at the house, right? And some folks not only had a a lock, some folks had a deadbolt. Where I grew up, we didn't even lock the door because we didn't think there was anything too bad out there. Now what do we see? We see predators and other people and other influences that are trying to come to your kids in so many different ways, aren't they? They can reach them by the computer, off of their phones, off of different things that moms and dads don't know anything about and can suddenly creep into their families. Fathers today, 
It is our responsibility to say, we're going to keep the bad people away. Amen? We're going to check on our children. We're going to be a true father. We're going to show our children what they need to have in their heart and in their life. The characteristics that make a true Christian father. I believe today, you know, most anybody can be a dad. But it takes a special person to be a father, doesn't it? Somebody that's willing to take that responsibility. Somebody that is willing to say, I am going to train and instruct. I like that in that scripture that I read this morning. Train and instruct your family, your children. Train them in the way they should live their life every day. I told Nick when we was talking about Sunday school and the sermon this morning, it sort of all goes together, doesn't it? How that dads are supposed to be those ones that teach their children certain things in their life that they need to have. Certain things that make them good. I believe, you know, it's nice to leave behind your children an inheritance, something for them to have, but I believe it's also even better to leave for them a roadmap on how to have Christian Christianity in their life and be a Christian and live every day. You see, Dads are just not Christians on Sunday. Dads need to be Christians when? Each and every day of their life. Because your children hear everything you say. They understand everything that you do. It was always amazing to me. I could sit down and talk to a child on an investigation or whatever I may have. And the kids would honestly just repeat Uh, completely uh, the correct way of what mom and dad said. They knew exactly what that was. Today, fathers, we need to have the ability to say, I'm going to live as a father and teach my children the way that God wants me to do. So what would those things be? First of all, I believe a dad has to have great faith in God, don't they? Great faith in God. Having that that faith where you truly believe beyond any understanding that God can take care of everything. Amen? Truly believe. Now don't amen me if you don't believe this, alright? Truly believe that God can take care of anything. Amen? Because He can. Dad, you're not all by yourself. There's going to be things in your life you don't understand. There's going to be things that happen in your life with your children and teaching your children that you are going to question your ability. You're going to question if you have the right answer for that situation. You're going to question if this is how you should teach your children. Today, fathers, have faith in God. Truly believe that God can bring you through. Truly believe that God has a plan for all. Over in Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 and 2, we learn about Abram and how that that God blessed him with a son that was so, so important to him to have that one and only son brought into his life. And how that God definitely was seeing how that where his faith was, wasn't it? How that God said, I want you to take your only son now, okay? 
your only son, and I want you to take your only son and present him as a sacrifice, as a sacrifice, and be willing to sacrifice him back to me. A lot of folks would say, well, preacher, we're so proud of him. That shows great faith, doesn't it? But just think if you were in that situation for a moment. I don't know about the rest of you fathers and moms here today, but I want to tell you something. I'd be willing to lay down my life for my child. Amen? But certainly, I'm sure you wouldn't want to be the one that has to take the life from your child. Now God is asking him to sacrifice his only son. What an unbelievable thought that must have been going through his mind. What do I do? Do I do what God wants me to do? Or do I do it my way? Do I say, God, I love you beyond any shadow of a doubt, and I've turned my heart and my life over to you, God, but that's, that's too big of an ask of me. I cannot give my only son as a sacrifice. What we learn in this scripture is this. If you have faith and trust in God, God already has a plan before the situation ever starts, doesn't he? We just had to believe that. Do you have that much faith, fathers, today? Do you truly believe that no matter what, if you put your faith and your trust in God, that God is going to take care of you? When Heather first started driving, isn't that scary times, Dad? Because for some unknown reason, I don't know if it's like this in your family, but in our families, the dad's the one in charge of uh, making sure they know how to drive. It happened in our family this way because Sheila decided she was going to take Heather out with the permit. And you know, we had that four-way stop in Edmonton that I talk about all the time. There's some unbelievable things that happened at that four-way stop. Well, what happened at our four-way stop with Sheila and Heather was, is Heather sort of got in the middle of the four-way stop and decided just to stop. And there was cars everywhere. And I remember Sheila coming back home that night and saying, you're in charge from now on. Not going not go, not going anymore. So me and Heather drove all over Metcalf County, didn't we, honey? And we, we learned how to stay off the ripples on the side of the road. And we, we learned all of those things. And I, my, our goal was for to get her driver's license and everything. She'd be, you know, be able to go where she wanted to go and be and with all those type of things. She got her license. And I'll never forget, as long as I live, the first night that she came and said, Dad, can I have the car tonight? And now we'd worked up to this, right? I knew it was coming. And I knew she was going to ask for the keys to the car. But boy, it was different when the rubber was about to hit the road, right? That was scary. And I remember giving her the keys after I made that famous dad statement. Now, you, you dads have made this statement too. When they asked you a tough question, what does a lot of dads say? Well, I don't know, honey. You better check with your mama, right? Well, after she went and checked with Mama, and Mama said that famous mom statement. Well, it's up to you, Dad. She came back in, and I handed her the keys, and I remember as she fired up that car, and as she was pulling out of the driveway, I remember praying. All night long, I couldn't look at Sheila and say, Honey, I'm scared to death. She's not going to make it home. and just not going to make it. Just whatever. I couldn't make Sheila any more nervous than she was. And 
all night long and just felt like I was holding my breath. But you know what? I had to figure out something then. And Dad, you had to figure it out also. Have faith in God, right? Because Heather didn't leave the driveway by herself. She also had God with her, didn't she? Dads, remember that. Have faith, have trust in God, and teach your children that. Teach your children to have faith in God that God is going to take care of them. We also see, not only does God want us to have the ability to have faith in Him, but also, fathers, we need to be able to say to ourselves, no matter what, I'm still going to love my kids. I'm still going to be there for them. No matter what happens, I'm going to still love them. Over in Luke 15, 11, one of Bruce Johnson's favorite scriptures, right, Bruce? Talks about that prodigal son and how that prodigal son came to his father and said, you know the story, Dad, I want, I want my inheritance. I want half of everything. I want to be able to leave and go out and do what I want to do. And the dad was willing to do that and gave him half of his inheritance. And here's this dad in such a rough situation. We all want our kids to grow up, right, dads? We, we do. We want them to grow up. And you said it, and I've said it, and we want things to be better for them than it was for us when we were growing up. But what, what do you think was going through the prodigal son's dad's mind right then? What do you think he was thinking? Lord, I'm going to send him out into this world. Send him out into this world, and he's going to see things that he's never seen before. He's going to experience things that he's never experienced before. I'm not going to be there with him. What? What am I going to do, Lord? And I've often said it, and you've heard me preach about it before. I believe the prodigal son's dad, every night, prayed this prayer. You know what it was? Lord, please, Father God, bring my child home what? Safe. Bring my child home safe. Lord, take care of him. Let him know. That I love him. Fathers, one of the things that you've got to realize with your kids. Are you ready for this? And for some of, of you, it's going to be eye-opening. You ready for it? Your kids are going to make mistakes. Amen? Your kids are going to make mistakes. You say, well, not my kid. My, my kid's never going to make a mistake. Well, let me tell you something, dads. I guarantee you something. You've made mistakes, haven't you? You've done things that you wish you could go back and change. You've done some things in your life that you wish that you had thought all the way through before you did it. You've made mistakes. And praise be to God, even when you make a mistake, God still loves you, doesn't He? God loves you no matter what. And God is always there for you because, as Brother Charles Turner said this morning in Sunday school, it all starts with what? That love. To have that love. God loves you even when you make mistakes. And fathers, let me tell you what. I'm glad of that today. Amen? Because you know what? Are you ready for this? 
This might startle some of you. And you may say, oh, I, did, I don't think that's true. Your old preachers made more than one mistake. I don't know how many there are, but I don't think there's enough fingers or toes to count over all the mistakes that I've made in my life. And one of the things that I've learned from all of my mistakes, no matter what, even when some people give up on me and some people say, you know, you're, you're beyond help, God still loved me. Dads, your kids are going to make mistakes. They're going to do things that you go, why? I heard this a lot growing up. You ready for it? One of those great father statements. I taught you better than that. You, you, you know better than that. Why, why in the world would you do that? And your kids just look at you with that look like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why I did it, Dad. I, I don't know why I did all those things. Well, folks, let me tell you something. It is very easy to drive a wedge between you and your kids. It's very easy. And it can happen in a blink of an eye. It's very hard to mend it back sometimes. It takes a while, but that explosion can take place at any time. What do we learn? The prodigal son's dad, when he was going through all his emotions and his child had left and his child was over there, he could have said, you're never allowed to come back to this house again. I don't want to see your face. I don't want to hear you ever talk. I don't want to ever, ever, ever see you again. One of the things that I try to teach my child and you've tried to teach your child as well, don't never burn any of those bridges, right? Don't, don't burn them. Because why? One day you might want to cross back over it, mightn't you? And that, we see a lot of bridges being burned in the world today, don't we? A lot of things that are said and words that are said and actions that are, are said that it's hard to come back from. The prodigal son's dad didn't do that. The prodigal son's prodigal son made a lot of mistakes. He, he found out that, that I found this out, and you have too, that sometimes when the money runs dry, you're all by yourself, aren't you? Your friends are gone. People are gone. Everybody's gone. and All you have left is God. That's all you have. That's all you have. Prodigal son figured out that the best days of his life was not when he was out sowing his wild oats. Or when he had all these friends and when he had all these other things. The prodigal son figured out the best days of his life was when he was with his dad and felt that love. And I've often wondered and said, wouldn't it be wonderful to have been there on that day when the prodigal son's dad had seen his son turn the corner and was coming home. He didn't run out and say, I told you so. I, I know you'd be back here someday, son. Let me tell you what, you're... you're you're nothing to me, no. The prodigal son's dad said, Honey, I still love you. I still love you. Beyond any shadow of a doubt, you are still here with me. And I've, I've loved you every day. Fathers, that's the type of love you need to have. You need to have that love that, you know, your kids are going to hurt you and they're going to do things that you don't understand. But you are still going to love them. And lastly this morning, 
Fathers have to learn that they need to be thankful for their family. When? Every day. Every day. If you read over in Exodus 3, 2 through 5, we, we start seeing about Moses and how God had said to Moses, I want you to be the leader of the children of Israel and I want you to bring them out of slavery. Basically, God is saying to Moses, I want you to be the dad of all of these people. I want you to lead them out of out of the slavery. And I want you to be able to be the one that is that they can rely upon and be there for them. Moses, after the burning bush and those type of things, said, Here I am. Here I am. Moses loved his all the children of Israel, and he wanted them to have safety, and he wanted them to be free. And every day, even when there was problems, even when they were complaining about eating, and even when they were complaining about all of the type of things that was going on, Moses still loved them. Dads today, love your family. Love your family. You know why? God gave them to you. He did. You are so lucky to be able to have the family that you have. And Moses wanted the very best for his family. You want the very best for your family. I want the very best for my family. We have to be willing to say, I love my family every day. You know, I look at my life, I don't know how many more years I have left, and you don't either. But let me tell you something. This world is not my home. Amen? I'm what? Just passing through. I'm just a passing through. And every day I need to say to myself, I love God. But also I need to say, God, I love my family and I want my family to be with me. Not only here, but in heaven some sweet day. And I love them no matter what. Understand that in your life. Dads and moms and grandmas and grandpas, have the love for your family every, every day. You know, when I was a, a social worker, I think I've told David this before, but when I, I, I knew what the busy time of the year was going to be for us. These is when everybody decided they wanted to be a mom and they wanted to be a dad. It was Christmas. It was their birthday, and you'll never guess the third one. Sheila knows what it is. Halloween. For some reason, everybody wants to be with their kids on Halloween and take them around. And I'd have moms and dads, and they'd call me, and they'd say, I want to have visits on this day. I want to be with them while they're trick-or-treating. I want to be with them on, Christ- I want to be with them on Christmas Day. I want to be with them on their birthday. Well... I always wanted to say, but I couldn't because it wouldn't sound very nice. So I'll just say it at church, right? That's three days. What about the other 362 days? What about all the rest of them? It's good you want to be with them on Christmas and the birthday and Halloween. That's good. But you're not just a mom and dad on three days out of the year. You are a mom and dad when? All of them. You love them every day. You love them on those great days of 
celebration, but you also love them on those days where not a whole lot to celebrate today, but you still love them, and you're still there for them. Fathers, big day. Big day. She, she I was talking, was working on Sunday school, and she says, you know, I did a one, I did a Sunday school class for Mother's Day, which we, we went over pretty well. And I said, well, I guess I'll do a Father's Day Sunday school a class. And she said, oh, you don't have to do one of those. It, it, it's all okay. Well, guess what, dads? This is your day, okay? Like it. It may not rank on the top holidays as high as the Mother's Day, but this is your day. But think about the responsibility that comes along with that. What do you need to be? How do you need to be as a father? What are those characteristics that you need to have in your life? I know a lot of you. No, I will. Let's just be honest. I know all of you here this morning. And a lot of you are doing a great job in being those fathers. And thank God for you today. Thank God for the leadership that you are giving in your family. Maybe today's the day that you say, Preacher, i got some things going on that's tough. I don't know the answer to them. Even though I've been a father for many years, there's, there's still some things I don't know. Well, you know what? That's okay. Make sure, dads, you realize this. You don't know everything. If you did know everything, you'd be in big trouble, right? <laughs> big trouble. Maybe today's the day that you need to pray and ask for God's guidance and direction. Kids, today, if you're here and you're not saved, let me tell you what is the best gift you can ever give your old dad. You know what it is? To turn your heart and life over to God. And truly believe that. And, and for fathers to know, you know, we're not only going to be together here, we're going to be together in heaven. Today, whatever God talks to you about, or asking you about, we invite you to come as we have our closing song.